You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking at the upcoming events at the North London venue. On this latest mini edition, I meet up with David Bates, the director of La Nouva Musica. He brings his ensemble to King's Place on Saturday the 23rd of June to perform Monteverdi's Lo Orfeo. He explains more about what to expect from this epic tale. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very exciting. I've got a fantastic cast and huge ranks of players lined up. So no, we're going to have a ball with it. What, what inspired him or how did he kind of create something that was then became well known as opera? Well, there's a, a, a gang of uh, conoscenti, you know, sort of um, posh um, writers and artists and um, mathematicians and people that were exploring possibilities of, uh, at the beginning of this the beginning of the 17th century. And there was a, a clear move amongst the musicians to get back to the ancient Greeks style of declamation and for Monteverdi clearly this was his this this was the way in which he was going to move away from the prima pratica to the to what we call la nuova musica the new music the new style of making sure that it is the text it is the story so that so that the words are uh, primary and the music aids the words and it's astonishing that that he comes up with this piece that is so timeless so perfect in a sense you, you just mentioned it's timeless and perfect can you tell us maybe a little bit more why you think that's the case well, it's a love story and it's a love story that is led by the greatest singer that ever lived so it's a double whammy i mean it, it, in a sense you can't you can't fail with it and uh you know orfeo he was the man that with his singing was able to turn the tide he could stop the birds uh, singing could stop the beasts from you know uh, doing whatever beasts do i mean he was really uh, he had ultimate power but of course that alongside that heroism and gloriousness he has his one love his one hope taken from him in cruel uh, vicious way by this snake that comes and uh, comes and kills her with his uh, poisonous fang so what's he to do well in wonderful operatic style he goes and goes and rescues her well tries to rescue her from um, from hell and sings his way over the river Styx through Plutone and Caronte and um, get goes down to hell and, and finds her. So there is a cast of singers, but I think there's, there's one leading role for, for a baritone. That's it. Um, and, I mean, we, we call him a baritone. Um, some people uh, cast the role of Orfeo as a tenor, if you're doing it at, at high pitch. But uh, I prefer the role to be sung by a baritone because it has somehow, it has, it has a greater... Well, depth of sound certainly, but it, but there's a there's a richness to the, to the role. But uh, yeah, no, he he, um, we're preparing it at the moment, and uh, it's it's going to be really fantastic. Tell me a little bit more about that preparation then. Um, yesterday I spent an hour on one page because there is the possibility of the detail is enormous, with language, with harmony, with characterization. So with, with all of those things, there, there are a myriad of options, of, of ways of... There are all sorts of historical performance practice debates about the, the way in which you bend the rhythm in order to put the words across most clearly. In, in Italian, that's sprezzatura, which actually was the focus of the treatise that Caccini wrote, from which we take our name, La Nuova Musica, at the beginning of the, of the, beginning of the century, see. 
Also, the other thing uh, that takes a lot of time is communicating all of the vocal nuances that that were expected of the day. Because a lot of the singers that I work with have a really good sense of that, um, but it requires just reinforcing it all the time. So we have um, a whole gamut of uh, options. Obviously, uh, at its most basic, you have a line, a bass line, and you have a notes line, and you have some words underneath the notes. That is essentially all Monteverdi gives you. So you need to be... Well, he, he only gives you that because he wants the story to be told in a, w- with ultimate clarity and therefore ultimate emotional involvement. So, yes, I mean, it, it's, it's a complete world away from uh, Mozart. <laughs> but, but, you know, there, there are some, there's some gorgeous uh, instrumental music in the piece, often in the form of ritonellos, which, again, uh, I don't think they're there just, just for a break to continue to paint the affect in, in the same way that the singers have done. Is there a, is there a trombone quintet involved as well? Yeah. Um, Monteverdi uses two, two ranks of uh, bands, as it were. A string band for the Elysian Fields, for Arcadia, where everyone's uh, jolly. And, um, and, and in fact, we're going to have some recorders as well, uh, adding to that um, orchestral colour. But then when we go down into the underworld, it's the brass that, uh, that take over. And they're, they're sort of rich sonorous powerful quality but um but also um right at the beginning of the piece um of course there's the the big fanfare which get which is reused which he liked so much clearly that he reused it for the vespers that he wrote uh, three years later so and, and how much of this is staged how much sort of staging are you doing of, of this it would it would take a great deal more time to to put it on put it on its feet um, so this is absolutely a concert performance. But I, I, I have no problem with that because actually it gives them the opportunity to really focus ultimate clarity on their characterization. And actually for this piece, I wouldn't say this for all opera, but for this piece, it, it will really help um, tell the story clearly. So finally, to sum up then, I mean, this opera was written 400 or so years ago, but it, it sounds like it's something that's still, still got lots of you know, relevance today. It's it's really the story that is that is that is timeless, and the sense that whether you're lucky and you haven't lost anyone, uh, most of us have at some point, and I think that there's a, there's an ability to to have empathy for that for the story, um, and it to be told again with Monteverdi's clarity. I keep banging on about this, but it, it but it is it is really that is the thing that that that's, that is most important about this piece. Um, and when you hear the the blissful happiness um, from the Arcadian world, um, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into this this uh, turmoil, this tragedy. That is always a, a, a timeless combination, anyway. You know, when you juxtapose two very very different affects, um, it it always it, it never fails to move. Well, well, good luck with this epic journey. Thank you very much. David Bates there talking about Monteverdi's La Orfeo, which is performed by La Nuva Musica on Saturday the 23rd of June in Hall 1. 
I'm Ben Eshmead and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For full details about this or any other event, please visit our website, kingsplace.co.uk. Tickets for all events are available from as little as £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Thank you.